Hello and welcome. It's Kelly Jane McCann, your professional organizer and clutter coach, and you are listening to Decluttered by Design, a podcast where I provide practical guidance to help you declutter your life with ease. So did you know that two of the biggest regrets of the dying are, I wish I didn't work so hard and I wish I'd let myself be happier. I bring this up because I recently got a question that went like this. How come I can never enjoy my progress? Instead of taking time to relax and savor my successes, I just keep seeing all of the things that still need doing. When I look around, I see tasks everywhere and it's severely limiting my ability to feel happy. What can I do to reclaim my happiness? Okay, so this I'm going to just tell you right now. This is a big question. And I'm sure that there are plenty of people out there that are far more qualified than me to answer this. But I did my best when the person wrote in, I'm going to do my best right now. I think that the essence of this question is really about happiness and whether we're entitled or justified to be happy if there's still stuff to get done. And it pains me that anyone struggles with this because I know how awful it feels to never really get to relax because of the pressure and guilt to keep on keeping on. So let's start by getting clear on two points. First of all, there will always be more that needs to be done. That is the natural state of things. We are dynamic beings with full lives. We're anything but static. So There will always be more that needs doing. And I think it's really important to get comfortable with this idea and embrace it as normal. If you can do that, immediately you're going to feel a sense of relief. Life is really a work in progress and done doesn't happen until we're dead. Second, the power to choose happiness is ours. So if we're not feeling it, we can change that. Unless you are living in some sort of dire situation, I I absolutely understand that there are people that are all over the world and, and people that are listening right now too. So I don't want this to be what I'm about to say, be taken as a one size fits all statement. I don't believe that. But I think for the most part, for most of us, if we have our needs met, um, then our happiness is most likely a product of our beliefs, or I should say our lack of happiness is a product of our beliefs. So given these two points that will never be done, we'll always have more to do, and that happiness is really a choice, what can we do to create more happiness in the midst of a more to-do world? Well, the first thing is to examine our beliefs. Beliefs are really micro-narratives that have been repeated often enough that they've settled in And we see it as truth, whether there's proof there or not. I believe that your beliefs should support you in realizing your dreams, not hinder you. They ought to make you feel empowered. But here's the thing. We rarely take time to sit down and assess our beliefs and see how they're serving us. It's really important that you take the time to question the heck out of them. Are they really yours? Or are they adopted? Did you adopt them from your parents, the circle you hang with, or society at large? Here's the thing. If they aren't serving you well, you can let them go. So what beliefs are influencing you if you're in this situation where you 
you feel like you can't relax until you get everything done, which means you never actually get to relax. So what beliefs are influencing you to keep moving rather than taking time to relax and just enjoy life, to just be in the moment without thinking of all still needs doing? Well, one of the most common and universal beliefs is that suffering is noble. If you hold that belief, you will likely feel the reciprocal guilt when you seek out joy. There's another common belief that we should always be as productive as possible. And the subtext there is that relaxing is for the lazy. Now, you may not have heard that belief articulated that way. Um, Maybe nobody said that out loud, but it's quite possible that you saw it modeled. And so you absorb that message without ever hearing those words. And this can be especially true if you were raised in a hardworking family. It's also possible that you witnessed the opposite. You saw people shirking their duties all the time and paying the price. So now you compensate by going overboard in the opposite direction. Or maybe you just believe that life is supposed to be hard. So you make it hard without even thinking about it. And this is a belief that, you know, people that grew up in really tough situations, they take that out into life. They believe that because that's what that's what they know, that that's the way it will always be. Or perhaps you believe that busyness is really a badge of honor. And this is really common right now. It's really common for people to out busy one another. We really feel like Like if we're not busy, there's something wrong with us. So we just, we look to be busy all the time. And if you've fallen for that, then you've probably fallen for the misery that accompanies it because just that, that whole busyness is a badge of honor just leads to exhausted feelings and stressfulness. Um, Anyway, I could never cover all the possible beliefs here. They run the gamut from truly damaging to, Um, you know, truly supportive on the other end of the spectrum. The bottom line is that you should choose your beliefs wisely. And you should question them and see if they're serving you well, because they inform your beliefs inform who you are, and what you become. Now, over time, I've gotten really good at letting go of beliefs that were holding me back. And one of the quickest ways to do it is by asking yourself if you would impose that belief on someone you loved and cared for. I think it's an incredibly effective way to get a glimpse of just how unsupportive and unhealthy some of our beliefs are. If you wouldn't impose them on someone else, why would you hold on to it? Why should you? So now comes the fun part. Okay, now comes the fun part. If you want to create a belief that will support you in creating more happiness, I'm going to give you a quick little process, an example of how you might do that. So first of all, I'd like you to think about it, your ideal scenario. Where would you like to create more happiness in your life? So imagine what that looks like. Now, think about a belief that would support you in realizing that vision. Let me give you an example. A belief of mine says that by enjoying myself, I am honoring the life I have been given. And this works really well for me because I also have this other belief that says life is a gift and it was meant to be experienced fully. 
And that means that I embrace all the facets of my life with an equal amount of love and appreciation. So while work is very important to me, and it is, I believe that there are certain things that I was put here and meant to do. I also believe that finding and, em and embracing um, joyful moments is equally as important. That's because I am, I see myself and I see everybody as these multifaceted beings that are meant to experience everything that life has to offer. So that means work, it means play, it means love, it even means, you know, some sadness that all of those things contribute to becoming our very best selves, to to living our very best lives that we can't we can't really live our best life unless we experience a variety of things so relaxing and joy is part of that so once you have your new belief uh, in mind then you've got to bring it into focus by that I mean you've got to make it part of your daily thinking you have to actually engage with it you have to not just actually but actively engage with it like writing it down and repeating it at regular intervals turning it into a mantra of sorts now this takes a bit of effort but it will pay off and if you're feeling skeptical about this about whether this would work or not I want you to think about this I want you to think about the first time that you've ever done any task such as driving somewhere that you've never been before or making a new recipe when you do either of those things and things that are like that, you have to focus and pay attention to what you're doing, right? And then after you've taken that route several times or you've made the dish a few times, you're able to do it with far less effort, right? It's become familiar. And you're able to let your mind wander some because the repetition of doing it has imprinted on the circuitry of your brain. And this is how this is how affirmations work. This is how beliefs work. You tell yourself the same thing over and over again and soon that idea becomes part of your belief system. So if you think this isn't going to work, I want you to I want you to think about all of the times that you have done something repeatedly and all of a sudden it feels really natural to you. That is how that is how beliefs work. So I would, I would love to know what you think about this. And since we're at the end of this, I have had a little brainstorm while I've been, while I've been talking here. And I think that next week I'm going to take you through a process to help you create new beliefs. And I think you'll really enjoy it because it's, we're actually going to work with the beliefs that you already have, and we're just going to adjust them so that they serve you better. So I hope you'll tune in for that. As always, I would love I would love to hear any feedback that you have. You can find me everywhere at Organizing Maven. And as always, if there's a topic that you would like to see covered or if you have a question, feel free to reach out to me. 